If you give your patients thrombolysis for acute myocardial infarction, they should also routinely get intervention, if this can be done within six hours. This clear recommendation comes from the transfer AMI study which Warren Cantor presented to the American College of Cardiology in Chicago. He told me more about the new data and the clinical implications. Primary PCI is very effective when it can be done quickly, but the problem is that uh, there are many uh, hospitals that don't have angioplasty facilities and transferring those patients uh, to an angioplasty facility to get primary PCI within the 90-minute guideline recommended uh, treatment time uh, is very difficult and often not achievable. In fact, most patients who have ST elevation myocardial infarction continue to receive fibrinolysis. Uh, the question was whether we could improve outcomes by performing angioplasty soon after fibrinolysis. In the past, it hasn't been possible easily to improve outcomes, has it? No, in the past, uh, angioplasty has actually worsened outcomes. There's been increased bleeding, uh, increased emergency bypass surgery, and in some trials, a trend towards increased mortality when PCI was performed routinely after fibrinolysis. What did you do this time? Well, uh, there were a number of factors that were different about our study from studies that were carried out uh, in the past. Uh, we used uh, contemporary angioplasty uh, techniques and equipment, including the use of coronary stents. We also used routine uh, thionylpyridine clopidogrel loading in patients so that they were adequately protected with antiplatelet therapy. And in the cath lab, patients often received glycoprotein 2b3 inhibitors, again, to protect against paraprocedural ischemic complications. What did you do in the study? Uh, patients were randomized to either undergo angioplasty within six hours of fibrinolysis or standard treatment, which was monitoring the patient for 90 minutes to see if they would reperfuse or not. If they didn't reperfuse, they would go for rescue angioplasty. Otherwise, they would have later cardiac catheterization beyond 24 hours and within two weeks. And what happened? The patients who went for early routine cardiac catheterization within six hours had significantly lower rates of reinfarction, recurrent ischemia, and the composite endpoint of death, reinfarction, recurrent ischemia, heart failure, and shock at 30 days was reduced by 46%. So for doctors treating acute myocardial infarction, what do you think are the up-to-date clinical implications of your finding? I think for that the many, the many hospitals that use fibrinolysis for ST elevation myocardial infarction across the world, uh, there should be a, a shift towards transferring patients immediately after fibrinolysis to a PCI center so that they can undergo cardiac catheterization and angioplasty within this six-hour time window. You had the six-hour window. What went into choosing six hours? Why was it that length of time? We wanted a balance between what is uh, realistic and achievable throughout most parts of the world, and also we wanted to get patients to the cath lab soon enough so that if they fail to reperfuse with the fibrinolytic therapy, they can get time, timely rescue angioplasty. And can you give me some idea of just how big an improvement in outcomes this made over not doing the PCI after the fibrinolysis? So uh, despite the fact that the standard treatment group, many of the patients, most of the patients in fact, had underwent cardiac catheterization and many of them had rescue angioplasty procedures, the patients who routinely and immediately went to the PCI center uh, had a 6% absolute reduction in that composite of death, reinfarction, recurrent ischemia, heart failure and shock. Are you saying then that written into the protocols should automatically be the routine use of PCI within six hours? That's right. Uh, the current practice now is to administer the fibrinolytic, fibrinolytic agent and wait 90 minutes to see if they reperfuse or not. What this study suggests is that we shouldn't wait. As soon as the drug is administered, arrangements should be made to transfer the patient to an angioplasty center. What about the long term? 
So patients will continue to be followed up to one year after randomization. We'll be reporting the six-month and one-year outcomes separately, and we have a pre-specified cost-effective analysis to show if this strategy is not only effective, but actually cost-effective in the long run. Warren Cantor from the University of Toronto talking to me at the ACC annual meeting in Chicago. So should your patient get intervention routinely within six hours, even when thrombolysis is successful? This is different from transferring your patient to rescue angioplasty up to 24 hours after failure of thrombolysis, and it's different again from facilitated PCI, in which thrombolysis has in the past been given as a bridge to try and improve the efficacy of primary PCI. I asked Tony Gershlik what he thought. There is no doubt that primary PCI appears to carry clinical advantage. However, primary PCI cannot be delivered within the mandated guideline times in many parts of the world. Therefore, what used to happen is that people used to give thrombolysis on the way to the PCI, the so-called facilitated PCI. This trial suggests that if you did that within six hours, that is better than waiting for the 24 hours, which is the standard policy. It is very similar to the facilitated PCI. And you'll remember that the ASCENT4 trial showed no benefit for facilitated PCI over primary PCI. So I am a bit surprised that these results are as good as is being marketed. So as a cautious clinician, would you change practice now that you've heard these results? No, I think that it is important that you decide which reperfusion therapy you are going for. If you can deliver primary PCI within the mandated guideline times, you should do that. If you can't, you should give thrombolysis. Now, what do you do after you've given thrombolysis? That's what this trial is all about. If you have failure of thrombolysis, you should then undertake so-called rescue angioplasty. That's established through the REACT trial and other studies. The issue is what do you do with the patient who has successful thrombolysis? And that's what this trial is about. In this trial, these were patients who had successful thrombolysis and they randomized them to either having transfer almost immediately, within the median time was three hours, to the delayed, and the median time is 27 hours. Now what's very interesting is that here we're comparing the outcomes from early transfer versus delayed transfer in patients who have successful thrombolysis. And I would hasten the audience to look at the data in the breakdown because the results are driven by reinfarction and ischemia. They're not driven by any other of the hard endpoints. What we don't know is the timelines for the incidence of the reinfarction throughout the time period from 3 hours to 27 periods because you'll see, if you know the paper, that the definition of reinfarction changed at 18 hours. So it may be that there's a difference between 27 hours and 18 hours rather than 18 hours and 3 hours. So I'd like to see the paper. I'd like to see more information. What we should say is in general terms that patients who have successful thrombolysis should be considered for transfer for intervention as soon as possible. Now we did a meta-analysis on this from the Gracia and the Siam trial and we said it should be done within 24 hours from that studies. This tends to make us think we should bring the time 
forwards so that it's done earlier. I don't disagree with that, but I would caution against getting into the facilitated PCI process, which this is almost getting into. That was Tony Gershlik of Leicester University talking to me at the ACC annual meeting in Chicago. For the Audio Journal of Cardiovascular Medicine, I'm Peter Goodwin.